0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of fearless rebel radio. Today's episode is all about how the labels that we use to classify food make us crazy. So we're going to talk about what labels I'm talking about that make us a little bit cray cray, why removing these labels is critical to eliminating any of those fears that you have about food and making you feel comfortable and relaxed around food, why food fears are one of the major reasons why we overeat and sabotage ourselves, and why removing these labels is necessary to improving your body image. We are also going to touch on a very touchy subject, which is food addiction. And finally, we're gonna wrap it up by how to actually get rid of these food labels and these like associations that you have with foods so that you can be a little bit less crazy, because isn't that what life's all about? Actually, no, because it's cool to be crazy in a good way, just not in a bad way. All right, let's get started. Do you know where you are? You're in Fearless Rebel Radio, baby! I am your host, Summer Inn, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence, relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice, not-so-PG-rated rants, and interviews with fearless rebel guests. Welcome to the show. All right, so before we get into today's topic, I just want to make a general public service announcement. All right, so I was with a few girlfriends of mine and we were going to visit a farm for a road trip. Um, cause that's what I do now, instead of going out until four or nine in the morning, like I used to, uh, and I was talking about game of Thrones and how like, I get so irritated when I go on Facebook and people post stuff about game of Thrones after they've watched the episode. So I don't watch the episode live. I watch it like Monday or Tuesday because I go to bed at 9 PM. And whenever I go on Facebook on like Monday, someone has written, holy Game of Thrones episode, like, oh my God. And I just need to say that I realize you're not spoiling, like I I realize you're not giving me like a clear spoiler, but you are totally spoiling the episode for me. Because then when I watch it, I'm like, where's this oh my God moment? And then I know something's coming, and then usually I can kind of predict it, and then the whole episode is kind of ruined for me. So to those of you that do that, you know, uh, maybe go to like a Game of Thrones message board or call a friend and talk about it. But keep it off of the public forums. Uh, I've just now I just don't go on Facebook on Mondays because that's how much it was upsetting me. But just know that that's what you're probably doing to some other people. And I love you. Like I love you. This is not an insult to you. You probably just didn't realize that you were doing this to other people. And so please stop. Okay. On more important things, Uh, or maybe not. That was probably the most important thing I'm gonna say (laughs) Uh, today. We're gonna talk about something that I think is like super, super critical, and it's something that I do with my one-on-one clients, um, especially women who have, you know, been like chronically dieting, who have trouble like they're either on or they're off, or they, you know, they're binge eaters. Um, This is something that like is really, really important and. It's important in general, just in terms of kind of nutrition and health, and that is the labels that we give to food. So one of the biggest factors that kind of makes us crazy around food, and when I talk about being crazy, I'm talking about that person who is, you know, like looking for um, a diet solution to losing weight, they're always trying to restrict stuff, and then they totally sabotage themselves, or they eat everything in sight, you know, they have problems overeating, like, they just have this horrible relationship with food and they can't just like eat like a normal person. That's what I mean when I talk about kind of being crazy around food. But it's the way, the, one of the biggest reasons that people are sort of crazy around food is because of the way that we label and perceive foods. And so what labels am I talking about here? Well, the label that I'm talking about is not something like gluten or sugar or um, hydrogenated oils the labels that i'm talking about are words like bad evil the devil poison toxic forbidden not allowed it's these classifications that we give to foods that are so strong and that have nothing to do with the food themselves so you know i you will see this from health gurus nutrition gurus like all over the internet and dr oz and like all that All that bullshit is what I'm talking about. You know, they're always saying like, sugar is the devil, sugar is evil, gluten is poison, gluten is toxic. Like these foods will kill you. Uh, You know, and it's really easy to find this. Like if you just go to Google and you type in sugar is, you know how like it comes down, it tries to be smart and and guess what you're gonna pick? It it says poison toxic and the new tobacco those are like the first three that pop up so that's what i'm talking about like it's it's everywhere even google knows that that's what people are thinking and and now it's even like you know things like agave and and like other uh, other foods like just there's this just such fear-mongering out there you know people are like oh my god agave it's so dangerous like it's as bad as high fructose corn syrup like we're all gonna die you know, like, oh my god, I can't eat that. It has a agave in it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> seriously, like let's just chill, guys. Like it's just it's just food. It's all dependent on the context. But the reason why, you know, we have these fears and we freak out over these foods is because we have these labels tied to them that come from, you know, a lot of times it's just coming from the media, the internet, whatever. And it's this fear-mongering that's happening. And it gives us this like feeling that these foods are like the worst thing for us and that they're for sure going to kill us if we have one bite. And you know, do you do you know what sugar actually is? So, let's let's look up the definition of sugar. So, when we check Wikipedia or if I check the Encyclopedia Britannica. Just kidding, I don't have that anymore. Sugar is the generalized name for a class of chemically related sweet flavored substances, most of which are used as food. They are carbohydrates composed of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, end quote. So that's what sugar is. So it's a compound, okay? I I didn't see the word devil in there. I didn't see the word evil. So Classifying sugar or any other food as bad or evil or the devil simply puts a label on it that then it becomes something that we fear. And when we fear food, we create a poor and distorted relationship with food. And as I kind of said on episode one, Uh, that nothing good comes from hate, same thing, positive change doesn't come from fear. You know, nothing good and long lasting and positive is going to come from fear. And when you're eating a food with the mindset that this is bad, or that, uh, you know, this food is the devil, that it's toxic, that it's poison, then you're internalizing that experience that you're a bad person for eating it. And when you feel like a bad person for eating food, you feel guilt and you feel regret. And guilt and regret lead you to feel the need to punish yourself, okay? So when you eat that food, you feel bad, you feel guilty, and then most often you then feel the need to deprive yourself, beat yourself up. Maybe you go and like decide to do three spin classes the next day to try and, you know, repent your sins. And this is an unhealthy relationship with food. In another example, like these labels that we give to food is if we know this food, like if we perceive this food as bad, then we will use that food to make ourselves feel bad. So that we can hate ourselves for eating the food instead of addressing the real thing that's going on like it's so much easier to hate ourselves for inhaling a bag of gummy bears than it is for feeling hard feelings and that's something that i touched on in episode one so definitely check that out if if that statement kind of resonated with you but yeah when we perceive a food as bad Like the other thing is, is that it usually makes you want it that much more, like it becomes forbidden. And most of us, at least I do, I know for sure, I have a little rebel inside of us that always wants to come out and play when you tell it that something is forbidden. And that's what happens. Like, you know, you perceive these foods as bad as the devil. And then, you know, you're kind of like enticed to eat it because you're like, ooh, like I'm going to be bad. Um, You don't actually consciously think about that, but that's really what's going on kind of more at like a subconscious level. Like when you ostracize it, you really, it makes you want it that much more. Whereas if you neutralize it and it's just food and maybe you don't react well to it, then that's a different story. Uh, then this food is the devil. This food is so bad. And the nutrition world is really polluted with these labels. And it, it, you know what, it like, it makes us so crazy around food. You know, like sometimes people will say, oh, am I allowed to eat that? It's like, you're allowed to eat whatever the hell you want. You're a grown adult. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Like you can make those choices. You know, like there's no list of rules that you should be caught following when it comes when it comes to food. And it's these labels that kind of perpetuate that idea and it, they create these food fears in us. And we end up like wasting so much mental space, stressing about our food choices instead of just like living life. So here's an example for you. I was at a recent event, uh, and I saw a guy wearing a t-shirt that said gluten is the new Al Qaeda. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know who manufactures that shit seriously. Like, and dude, like, honestly, like, I don't know who you're trying to attract in that shirt, but, um, you know what? It's like, First of all, it's pretty offensive to compare food to something, a terrorist organization. But secondly, like this is the kind of bullshit out there that just makes me want to like tear my hair out Uh, because and ruin other people's Game of Thrones episodes because it's just it's so frustrating. Like this is just what makes people crazy around food. Okay, true. Some people do need to avoid foods for medical reasons. Some people it would feel like a bomb going off in their stomach if they ate gluten. But you don't need to wear a t-shirt <laughs> with that. You don't need to promote that. We can educate people in a way that removes this like whole like food fear. Food is going to like kill us and destroy us attitude because that just makes people fucking crazy. I'm telling you. And I was one of those people because I know. So you know the majority of people, and especially if you're someone who has a bad relationship with food, you know that information is just going to make you totally whack. Like, and 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 it's just it's not healthy. Okay, I'm going to give you another example. So this was at the same um, the same conference that I was at, and there was a woman who's a v- who's very she's very well known. She has a very very successful practice. So she's obviously, you know, whatever she is doing works for her and her clientele, but I am just in full disagreement of her tactics. She said that what she does is she tells her clients to swap out the word uh, sugar for heroin. So instead of, you know, like saying, well, I just had like one, you know, I just had a little bit of sugar, they have to, you know, come to her and say, well, I just had a little bit of heroin. And it's like, do you think that that's creating like a healthy relationship with that food that they think that they are, that it's heroin, like that you are, you know, giving them this identity that's comparable to, you know, a a, a drug addict like drug addiction and and eating some sugar. I, I see no parallel between those two whatsoever. And quite frankly, like if you tell me that bread is crack, I am so going to want that crack. Because like that, like I said, that little rebel inside is gonna want it. And then when I eat that crack, I'm gonna feel like a complete failure and crackhead because you have instilled, I have instilled, you didn't instill it because I made the choice to perceive and, and listen to what interpret what you were saying. But I will perceive myself as a failure and a crackhead. And does that sound like a healthy relationship to food? And honestly, like what do crackheads do when they feel bad? They usually seek out more or they go into some sort of detox. And it's the same thing with people who have food fears due to their perception of food with, you know, because of these labels, they eat a pursuit of food that they perceive as bad or the devil, and then they feel guilty. And that leads them to either saying, you know, fuck it, I'm going to eat more, or they feel guilty and they seek out some kind of detox or cleanse to fix the problem. And therein lies this tumultuous relationship with food where you can't just like have moderation. You're either on or you're off, you're either feeling guilty or, you know, sitting on your high horse or, and feeling crazy. So if we remove these labels and neutralize the food, then we don't harbor these negative feelings about our eating experiences. You know, we can have a little bit of sugar and we don't feel like we're a bad person. Uh, You know, we don't feel the need to detox or repent for our sins. We don't feel the need to totally like fly off and keep binging on it because we don't associate ourselves as being, you know, like this crackhead, you know, and that's literally like, this is the example that this, this woman was saying that she uses with her clients. So I'm not being extreme here. Like this is what she uses. And I just think it's like, like way to instill like a, crappy relationship with food in people. Um, Anyways, whatever she's doing, obviously it works for her. That's fine. Maybe that works for some people. I just, I really don't agree with it. And I wanted to share that example. Um, We don't, you know, when we, when we neutralize food, like when we, when we just see food as food, you know, uh, we understand that, you know, certain foods do certain things to our bodies, but we see food, you know, as just food, then we don't feel like garbage and wallow in self-hate when we eat it. And we don't seek out ways to remedy our so-called mistakes. We eat the food, enjoy it, and move on like a normal human being, which is really like what the goal in life should be when it comes to eating. So in addition, uh, these food fears, like they dictate our state of mind when we are eating. And, And our state of mind when we eat is so critical to our eating experience. Like this is something that, you know, I really instill, it's like a huge component of my online rock your body program is, is the state of mind when you eat. So if we are in a state of fear, if we're feeling self doubt, if we're feeling agitated, if we're feeling guilty when we're eating something, because that food is forbidden, then we are stressed. And when we are in a state of stress, when we're trying to eat, first of all, that can impair our digestion. So we don't digest the food properly, but it takes away any pleasure from actually eating that food. So it's no wonder you can't stop eating it. It's no wonder like you eat more than you intended to, like you're chasing that pleasure sensation, because you're not obtaining any because you're scared shitless of the fact that you just ate the devil. Do you know what I mean? So when we are not, you know, when we're not eating in a state of pleasure, we are much more inclined to eat more and desire more, because we never got the pleasure in the the first place. And when we deny ourselves of foods because we're scared of them, because of fear, that only makes us crave them more, okay? Because then we build up these fantasies in our minds. And then at some point we crack and we end up on a pizza bender. And the same philosophy goes for the word cheat. Like nothing drives me more crazy than cheat days. Uh, you know, like someone will say like, I'm so good. I went seven days without cheating and, and you know, then what, you know, if, if you do have some sugar or ice cream, like then, then what are you? You're, you're, you're bad in essence, right? Like that's what you're training yourself to think. You're good if you don't cheat, if you cheat, you, you're bad. And that again is the same thing that leads to this on or off cycle, And we never really get any real enjoyment out of these foods when we see them as cheats because really like all we're thinking about, you know, as we're stuffing our face and feeling self hate is this is the last chance I'm going to have to eat this stuff. So I better enjoy it while it lasts because I'm going to get right back on track tomorrow or Monday or next week or after the holiday or whenever. And we're not focused on actually eating it and enjoying it. We're focused on getting in as much as we can because we've already made ourselves feel bad. So we're just going to ride this roller coaster, uh, you know, and, until we can't fit any more in our mouths. And then, you know, we'll, we'll feel, feel guilty and either maybe continue to eat more of it or do something extreme to try and reverse it. And, you know, we're, we're always, we're not actually getting any pleasure out of it. So then we're wanting to have, have more of it. And when we're a slave to our food fears, and we're not getting any pleasure out of these foods, then, you know, all we have left is this fantasy of eating them. And it's no wonder that you can't stop thinking about them and that you're feeling crazy around them, and you want them more and more. And this just feeds like a diet binge cycle, and we never end up feeling sane around food. And so that's, you know, like, like I said, this is a really important point is that change driven by fear is never a a good answer. Like that doesn't work. Change needs to come from knowledge, empowerment, and love. Okay, that's really important. Changes should come from knowledge, empowerment, and love. You know, it's good. Educate yourself on foods. Know what foods do for you. That's totally cool. Empower yourself so that you can make those good choices, but then love yourself so that you're making those choices out of that love, not out of hate, not out of fear, not because you're going to be a bad person if you have it. Okay, do you guys remember that video in the 80s that was like, this is your brain on drugs and it was like the egg in the pan. Okay, like that was like a commercial based on fear. I don't know about you, but like that did not deter me at all <laughs> or many other people I know from, uh, you know, whatever experimenting and it certainly just made me hungry for bacon. That's all. So like I said, you know, that's another example fear does not fear is not the answer. And so for me personally, like when it comes to food, like this was so game changing. When I finally ditched the labels, when I stopped being such a food control freak, the allure of those foods dropped. Like I no longer wanted them or fantasized about them or really could care less about them. And then when I did eat them, it was no big deal and I could move on. Like I could actually only, you know, I could have like three bites of a dessert and just say, oh, you know, I'll have more later if I feel like it instead of eating it all because I was already like down the rabbit hole of self-hate. And really this comes back, like there's a lot of other pieces to this puzzle, but one of the big ones is neutralizing those food labels. And this kind of like, I want to touch on food addiction because I, you know, I did kind of use that example about the heroin or the crack that that woman used. And this is really a contentious point because there's a lot of evidence that, you know, there's a lot of people doing science and work on food addiction and sugar addiction. Um, But there's also quite a bit of stuff that says it's not real. And frankly, I'm remaining skeptical about it. And I think that a lot of people kind of identify themselves as being, you know, a sugar addict um, or like an addict to food without actually being an addict to food. They just, they've labeled themselves that. And when you start to identify yourself as some, something like a sugar addict, you are essentially programming yourself to believe that you're a slave to this food and that you'll never have a healthy relationship with it. That creates an even bigger fear, which enhances the desire and the urge for that food. You're, you you can't trust yourself around food, you change your life so that you are not near that food. and. Uh, Essentially, that's just taking away ample mental space where you could be trying to make your life so awesome so that you don't need to rely on food to solve your problems in the first place. And there's this woman named Evelyn Triboli who wrote the book Intuitive Eating, and she wrote this awesome, awesome blog post um, dispelling food addiction. Like I think the uh, blog post title is like, is food addiction real or something? And she basically, a couple of the points that she touches on is that... um, you know, like there's a lot of things that kind of give you, give us that dopamine response and like something like music is is one of them and, and this dopamine response is, is what people you know, what, what what drugs do and what sugar does. They give you that dopamine response. But music also does it. And she was saying like, you know, you don't see people who are addicted to music. So like, in other words, in my, in my words, (laughs) these are not her words. These are my words. Like you don't see people losing their homes and whoring themselves out to support a music addiction, like, or a gummy bear addiction for that matter. You know, you just, you don't see it. So, so you just have an open mind about it. Don't identify yourself that way. Like it just, it just brings you down that rabbit hole even more. And honestly, like that dopamine response, we can get that things from, you know, pleasure, stress reduction, sex, like incorporating other things in our life. And that's really what it's about. It's about getting to the root of like, why you're reaching for that food in the first place, why you're looking for it to give you that dopamine response, instead of just treating you like, you know, like, like an addict, not that there's anything wrong with addicts, but the tr- the treatment is very different between the two between the two. Um, And so yeah, like, again, I just want to say that Yes, I'm not saying that there aren't foods that make you like less healthy, but it's really dependent on how you eat them in the context of eating them. You know, eating ice cream as your main food source is probably not going to be uh, beneficial for your health in the long run, but eating it when you really want it, that's no problem. So, you know, where do, like, how, where do you draw the line for yourself? Like a lot of people need like a black and white answer. And, you know, all I can really say is that you kind of have to figure that out for yourself or with a coach. Like, that's what I do with people is to to figure that out. But you really have to look at the context and the root of where the desire for that food is coming from. Like, why do you have the urge to eat that food all the time? Why do you feel guilt when you eat that food? Uh, And, you know, this, a lot of times this is going to come back to the way that you feel about yourself. Like when you feel bad about yourself, you seek food for comfort. It's an easy solution. Um, or punishment, you seek it for punishment because then you can hate yourself for eating food instead of other issues. Um, on the contrary, like if you feel good about yourself, you're a lot less likely to have those desires to use food for that purpose. And so this is why, you know, prioritizing self acceptance, prioritizing working on your confidence um, is critical to having a good relationship with food and, 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 you know, finding that balance where, yeah, you can have ice cream when you want it. And you're not like eating it as your main food source every day because your life sucks. So, uh, that's pretty much the concept that I really wanted to talk about. So, you know, what, what do I want you to do about it? Like, how can we shift this? How can we change this? How can you change this? Well, first of all, Like, remove all things, all people that promote this way of thinking. Okay? Unfollow these people and stop listening to that pollution. All right? Like, clear out your Instagram, clear out your Facebook, get rid of these people because they are just polluting your mind with that. All right? bring awareness to the way that you think and classify food. So take stock of your beliefs about certain foods and pinpoint the ones that you really have this negative association with that you perceive as quote unquote bad and start to let those beliefs go. So catch yourself, like become aware of it and then start to neutralize those foods. Like just say to yourself, you know, food is just food. Like, you know, it's just, it's not that interesting. You can have it anytime you want it. And affirmations work really, really well for this. Um, uh, You know, this is something that I do with my clients. uh, But John Gabriel, who wrote the book, The Gabriel Method, he's got a whole section on there. And just some really powerful ones like food is just food. You can have it anytime you want. That's a really good way to kind of um, unprogram some of those uh, labels that you have associated that, and get rid of some of those fears. Educate yourself on how foods react to you like I, I you know, I think education is an important part of of the process, you know, and understand that, like, whether you know, when you have gluten, it feels like a bomb going off in your gut or not so that you are not afraid of something that you have, like that you haven't figured out for yourself. Um you know, if you have a medical reason to avoid something, then that's, you know, that's different than avoiding something because you, you, you know, you fear it. And because you are trying to lose weight and you hate yourself, um, and really start to incorporate these foods that you, that you desire. And like, this is okay. This is my, this is huge this is huge pay attention stop being so neurotic okay like if you are avoiding ketchup because it has some sugar like seriously lighten the fuck up if you are avoiding like so i have some people ask me they're like where can i get fish sauce without sugar and i'm like just fucking buy the fish sauce with sugar like who cares like unless you there's a reason why you have to strictly avoid sugar you know maybe you have candida whatever the, like lighten up honestly like you want to go and make like homemade ketchup or homemade fish sauce like I'm sorry I'd rather spend 30 minutes with my friends or hanging out outside like the enjoyment I'm going to get from that is far greater than <laughs> the fact that I maybe had some ketchup without sugar or whatever do you know what I mean so stop being so neurotic like don't sweat the small stuff just let it like let it go you know like like, you know, I'm going to really blow your minds here. I often eat regular store-bought mayonnaise. Like, oh my God, I eat canola oil. You guys, I'm going to die. Seriously. So lighten up. You know what? Make time for more important things in your life. Because when you start to feel happy or when you start to make your life more awesome, you stop wanting those foods. In the, uh, you know, you stop wanting the foods that you really crack out on. And stop avoiding situations where, because you're afraid of food or you don't trust yourself around food. That's only going to make you want it more. Like if you're like, oh, I can't go to that party. I can't be around that. I can't have that food in my house. That's only like, you know, perpetuating this forbidden food, you know, like just be cool around it. Neutralize it. It's just food. You can have it anytime you want it. Seriously. You're a big, you're a big boy or a big girl. And last but not least, like, you know, this is, I'm probably going to say this every episode, but like you know, start to work on yourself, like start to work on your confidence, the way you feel about yourself, you know, stop making over your fridge, start making over your confidence. Um, Because really, a lot of times, like, you know, if you're struggling with food, like it just comes down to what's going on inside of you. Okay, so that was that that was a little bit ranty. I'm really a nice person. But i just i had a bunch of coffee and i just feel really passionate about this topic so i i hope i you know i i went off on a bit of a tangent at some points but that's cool that's gonna happen sometimes so okay guess what guys i'm on itunes now so i was approved um i'm in the club so you can catch me there i would love 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 if you subscribed and I would be so grateful, like I would hump your leg if I saw you, if you left me a review on iTunes. Um, you know what, and if you don't like what you hear, leave me a review too, because then I want to know that you didn't like it. That's okay. That's okay. I've got thick skin. Um, but yeah, I would be so grateful if you left me a review. I never do this, and now I realize how important it is, so I'm going to go back to every podcast I've ever listened to and write them a, a, a really, really awesome review. Um, and definitely check out if you like what you hear here if you like what you heard here that's what I meant to say uh, definitely check out my website summer in that's summer like the season and then in I n n a n e n it's Finnish for my free ebook so that you can start to break the rules and feel hot damn fearless in your body. So it's going to walk you through 10 exercises to do that. Uh, Or you can simply put in dot com, and uh, the internet will redirect you to my site. And make sure that you follow me and say, what's up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I want to know, did you like this episode? Did it resonate with you? Or leave me a comment. And if there's any topics that you want me to to discuss, please let me know because... I don't just do this to hear myself talk. That's only 5% of the reason why I do this. (laughs) I do this for you. So that's it for today. Until next time, rock on.